Welcome in to another exciting episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. If we've got some great guests and interviews lined up for you tonight, we'll talk to Coach Michael Avalon as a Pearl River Community College Wildcats prepare for Region 23 action next week. We will also visit with Jay Beach by way of Jason Baker to get a recap from their spring and a synopsis on their spring game. Also, we'll get a chance to hear from Coach Cody Steigner with the Picayune Maroon Tide after their spring game. But to start the episode, we're going to bring in Ricky Whitaker. Ricky, of course, works with me on the play-by-play action for the Picayune Maroon Tide. He provides color analysts during our live broadcast. And so I wanted to get him on for a five or ten minute recap of what we saw in the spring game as Picayune was able to really be victorious in both varsity and JV action over the visiting Slidell Tigers. So let's jump right into it. Rick, what were your impressions of the Picayune Maroon Tide and the way they played last night? They played that ball game on a Thursday night. What were your impressions of the Maroon Tide? I mean, I think, Clay, you got to really start with just level setting on the correct expectations for a spring game. I mean, it's really it's designed to kind of look at the haves and the have nots. You know, those kids that have played, they've got experience and you got those other kids that are coming in trying to get the experience. And I, I guess I'll start with the defensive side of the, of the ball, Clay, and something that you said during the broadcast that I, I reflected back on a lot last night. When you consider the amount of experience this senior class has, uh, this group that's led by kids like J.B. McWilliams, uh, Amarion Tyson, uh, Jamonte Waller, and you, you add in all of the games and the playoffs coming to, for this senior class, you're talking about a kid that, or a group of kids that's had a lot of football and seen a lot of football. The game looked really slow for them. And, uh, you know, it, it could be some of that's the offense that they run with that spread type look, but they just seem to react so much quicker. But the kid who really jumped out to me on that group, we know who all the all-star guys are. We're gonna call a lot of those guys' names a lot. But it was Logan Hall. Uh, Logan Hall was the guy on defense that, to me, really jumped out. He made all the plays that he was supposed to make. Uh, he was good in coverage. I think he's going to step in and really solidify that spot. We saw him play a little bit last year, but he jumped out to me there. And then offensively, Clay, it's really hard to, to fairly judge an offensive unit when your starting quarterback is playing baseball and you got some new pieces in there and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a little bit unfair to be too critical of those guys. But start with the tailback position. I thought Davis and Nike looked phenomenal running the football. And, and honestly, I thought both of those kids who already have incredible speed and vision looked even a little bit stronger. I saw both of those guys breaking tackles. They did that a little bit last year, but it was a different level. The physicality of them getting hit and breaking loose, some behind the line of scrimmage was really impressive to me. And I thought really um, Big Mike's little brother, Mitchell Smith, stepped into that tackle position. I think he played very well. He looked fluid with his footwork. He looked fast coming off the line of scrimmage. So that was some guys that jumped out there. But really, I think that the group that kind of stole the show was the JV group. I thought they were phenomenal. They moved the ball really well. I thought that the young quarterback stepped in. He did a really good job uh, kind of navigating that offense. The offensive line was really well. And a couple of those skill guys that I'll mention on that side that really jumped out to me, uh, number 18, a kid I asked you who he was when we were stepping up, Alan McGee. He played really well, had some big runs in the back half of that game. And, and I thought that uh, Macon Burnett played really well. He came in and played some D-line, uh, even with the, some of the, the starting group. He played some fullback position, had some long carries. So really good there. And then, you know, we talked a little bit about the skill position guys, mainly at the wide receiver spot. We lost a lot of 
of productivity out of guys like Ty Warren and Josiah Conti. I thought Fortenberry stepped in, he had a long touchdown uh, catch, did a really good job, and I think he's gonna solidify himself as one of those receiver spots. Yeah, you're talking about, you know, Fortenberry had a JV touchdown. I thought it was not a big gainer, but it was about an eight-yard slant caught by Diodati. And, you know, Picune's passing game, if you're third and six and you can catch an eight-yard slant, it's a big deal. And he paid the price hang on to the football. I thought that was a highlight um, for the varsity action there. Marion Tyson, a team lead and, and tackler the last two years, was used at the wing back. He had a touchdown in varsity action. Now, Key Ratcliffe looked great. As you just mentioned, he had a touchdown in the varsity action. A bunch of accumulated plays for Slidell's. Um, offense and they never really threatened Picune's defense. That's a good slide L club. Um, for those statewide listeners and beyond that, Slick, I think it's important to kind of kind of recap Picune. Um, if you're not familiar with the program on the podcast wise, is a two-time back-to-back state champion on a 5A level, had a perfect 15-0 and year a year ago. One of the things that stood out um, to me is the college coaches that were there. Slick, it was pretty surreal for a Picune guy like myself to look down and actually the staffs, both the Picune and the Slidell staffs, kind of let them uh, stand back behind the plays so they could get an end zone type view of the plays. And you'll be able to pitch in here on anybody that I miss. But when the first snap was taken, I saw an Ole Miss representative, an Alabama representative, South Carolina, South Alabama, LSU, and any other uh, programs that I'm missing there, Slick, that were kind of lined up watching the g- game? No, I thought that you nailed all of them. There might have been a couple extra there that was that we didn't uh, call out or didn't see. But And I think, too, man, with that, I made a bold prediction last year or maybe a couple years ago that this this group, this senior class, there might be six or seven guys go D1 off of it. I hadn't did the math yet, but we're getting close to that now. And another guy I want to make sure I come back and mention, Clay, because I didn't mention him early with the defense, is J.B. McWilliams' big dunk. I love him moving inside. He looked great there. And really, I, I got a chance to flip the film on this morning and look back on it. Slido had one big run. That was a good running back they faced. When you look at it on tape, it looked like we had our linebackers blitzing. He just happened to slip through a gap that was open. So kind of the perfect call against uh, what we had on defense. So you really can't fault that defense uh, with, with very much. I mean, it's going to be a suffocating group. A lot of fun to watch, man. Yeah, and Darrell Smith, you mentioned uh, Brady Robertson, the kid that started at quarterback and did a phenomenal job, of course, last year. He's on the baseball diamond, Picune, in the third, a of, uh, third round of the 5A state playoff. So Darrell Smith, as talented as they get, he holds an offer already to Ole Miss. He was uh, at quarterback. He played the quarterback position last night. But you were talking about defense. I'm trying to get to my point. He was back there at safety for a number of snaps last night. And he looks like he's going to be dynamite at that safety spot. Quentin Haynes, a guy that plays guard, has played guard for the two-time state champs in that run. He's been plugged in right there. He's going to flip over and play a lot of linebacker, it seems. Jeremiah Conti uh, played some snaps at linebacker, but he looked pretty good in the fullback spot last year. And I thought your interview, which we'll hear later in this program from head coach Steigner said a lot. You know, you had some spots that you were wanting to evaluate. I think he's going to walk away, see that film, and feel 
pretty good it was funny in one of your answers earlier you mentioned uh little brother of big mike smith and that's mitchell smith you've got the roster here slick i'll let you turn the next page and look at uh mitchell's uh particulars that's maybe the only time that little and that man have been mentioned in the same sentence but he's going to be a handful on our offensive line kind of give our listeners both his size and his brother big mike's size on the roster so yeah he's mitchell was 6'3, 296 Big Mike, I'm looking for Big Mike on here now. Big Mike is 6'6", 260, and I'm going to tell you, man, both of those guys probably going to get some looks. And and Mitchell, one of those kids now, Clay, I mentioned his footwork. He's just going to continue to grow. Um, he's going to have some D1 school salivating over him. If they're not already, it's going to be here in the near future. So uh, overall, man, a lot to be excited about, you know, if you're a Maroon Tide guy. And really, all the skill guys, those, those JV guys that came in and ran the football, um, you know, we know we've talked a lot about Bam. I thought Cam Quinn looked good at the tailback spot. A lot of things you can hang your hat on. A lot of good coachable moments as well. And I'm sure that the coaches have already gotten to the film and looked at that. And sadly, we got to hang the pads up until August. Yeah, and you bring me to a good point. That's why I love working with you, amongst other reasons. But uh, for the Picune podcast, kind of an offshoot uh, that we do for Picune specific things, we've got some fun stuff lined up over the summer we're going to go uh, a podcast dedicated to offense we'll go a podcast de dedicated to defense we'll go a podcast dedicated to special teams and how important that will be we'll have a podcast episode dedicated to dedicated to the schedule itself and so we're going to have some fun preview type material out to cover picking football as i promised you later in this episode you'll get um, some Pomperville football talk. Jason Baker going to sit down with Jay Beach after the spring game. They take on Mendenhall tonight. In a week or two, I believe it's actually two, we'll get some Pearl River Central talk as they will have their blue and white game. We'll put coverage of that ball game here. So as usual, we've got the county covered up. We appreciate it. Hang in for these interviews. And as always, we thank you for listening. Hey, this is Clay Sweet, the voice of the Picky Maroon Tide with the Talking Ball Y'all Media Group. And to my right is always Ricky Whitaker. And this is a different situation for us, Slick. We're actually standing in Yoon CrossFit recording a commercial. Normally, when you're to my right, we're getting a call, a Picky football game. But we actually just finished a pretty tough workout here in Coach Richard M. Hall's gym. And just wanted to give a special plug uh, to this gym, kind of a, a brief statement slick from you on what this place means as you pursue fitness well crossfit's great clay it's great for every level of fitness and that includes old guys like me and you all the way to elite athletes and even older guys and, and gals that might want to come in and work out and really got a lot of a lot of good selection with classes there's a 5 30 class there's a noon class 8 30 in the morning uh, my wife daisy one of the l1 coaches here she does a burn class specifically for ladies so really whatever whatever level of fitness you're at CrossFit's for you. And so if you're ready for that type of fitness journey, please give our buddy Richard Imhoff a call. 601-337-2789. That number again is 601-337-2789. If you're looking for a place for that much-needed pregame meal, a place to just take in the game, or a place to have your post-game celebration, visit Champion Sports Bistro. They are a family-oriented sports bistro located at 113 West Canal Street in downtown Picayune. With food and drink specials throughout the week, Champions is a great place to enjoy lunch or dinner. 
They are open Monday through Thursday, 11 to 10, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 1. Champion Sports Bistro is Picune's Bistro for champions. I've got coach, head coach Cody Stogner here with me. Coach, spring game, you had two-plus weeks of practices, so what were you looking to get really out of this tonight? Well, I mean, we know what a lot of our guys can do because they've been with us for two years now, And but it was a good thing, opportunity to see what guys were trying to fill in, plug in spots, you know, and really is how well are we right now blocking and tackling because uh, that's what wins football games and uh, seeing a lot of good things tonight. And uh, obviously, we're going to go on this film starting this weekend, and we're going to break it down, and, and we're going to get after it on Monday to kind of kind of get things cleaned up before August 29th. So, man, I'm, I'm just proud of the way our guys and our conditioning suck there at the end. But, you know, that, that's what we got three months over, to, almost three months over the summer for to fix. As you mentioned, Coach, I mean, we, we know what how great and special this group is, especially this defensive front. But – it, it kind of jumped out to me. The JV, I thought, did really well on both sides of the ball. Were you, were you pretty pleased with your young guys tonight? Oh, I was 100% pleased with them. I mean, you know, if you would have been here the last couple of weeks of practice, you know, you'd be kind of like, man, uh, you know, we, 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 we knew we would get better, and they got better every day. And tonight they actually played their butts off and under these lights. And uh, I think you just had to be getting on these, in front of this crowd, you know, to get these guys going. But they did, a, they did a fantastic job tonight. I'm proud of them. The future's bright for that group as well. And, Coach, I want to ask you to go into specifics, but I would assume that you had some ideas in your heads of some kids who maybe are penciled in to maybe come in and play some roles. Did you get some questions answered tonight? Do you feel a little bit better about some of these these younger kids coming up or kids that maybe have been on the team but trying to get more playing time? Well, just from, just from looking back at it, it's kind of hard to say, so I have to get on the film. Uh, but, you know, we, we trust the guys we have out there in those spots that we're filling. So it's just going to come down to really – we're going we're gonna to really going to nitpick this film pretty hard. And uh, – no, we're going to coach it up. But I feel like we do have the right players in the right positions right now. And uh, we're lucky that we came out of this thing this, these three weeks, you know, uninjured. And uh, just looking forward to summer and getting ready to get after it. And, uh, you know, next next on the list is Brandon. You can't wait. Well, Coach, I, typically to what you always do uh, in, in your fashion, you brought a quality opponent in here. This is a pretty good running back that this team faced. So, overall, um, I guess just give us your overall grade for how you felt like they played tonight. I thought, man, their defense was awesome. I mean, they had some they had some dudes over there on defense, and they played well and very disciplined. And offensively, you know, me and the coach have talked, and they're still working through some new, new coordinator, getting some things done. But I, that group's going to be fine come late August, early September over there. And I, you know, you'll, in Louisiana, you'll see this team playing playing in November in the postseason. So, but uh, yeah, you know, Coach Gobel, a lot of respect for him, man. I'm glad he they came over here. It was good, good, it was good, good work, good work for both of us. You know, we say iron sharpens iron, so. Uh, we look forward to hopefully try to keep keep a game with them in the future. And uh, but yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's fun. It's you know kind of fun. You know we, you know we're so close to each other that we're able to uh, finally get something to compete with each other. Yeah, coach. It was uh, I believe 87 through 92. This this group was always on Picayune's schedule. I was young. It's probably a little bit before your time. Maybe the last time we played them was 2014. But uh, really nice just to be able to see football again. Worst part is we got to put it away for a couple months <laughs> that now. That is but. the worst part. But you know we got a little taste of it. But that just makes this summer so much, 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 so much more fun, you know. These guys getting out here in early mornings, hundred degree heat, getting ready for, getting ready for that first game, and uh, you know that's what we're going in Monday. We're start, we're, we're not taking no time off. We're getting back at it Monday because you know we got a goal in mind, and and uh, these guys are they they they've got their their minds set to it. So you know they 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 wouldn't let me take a day off. But we're gonna get after it. Well, coach, I know that you're definitely gonna coach them up hard. I appreciate your time. I know you want to get back in there and chat with your guys, but man. I'm excited about picking football. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Roll Tide. Thanks a lot, Coach. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full-service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef? From Mississippi farm-raised corn-fed cattle? 
Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market in Picayune. Shop at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. Thanks for joining us on the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Jason Baker visiting with the head coach of the Poplarville Hornets who completed a spring game on Friday night against the Mendenhall Tigers, a team that was the defending Class 4A South State champs. And, uh, Jay, I'll first ask it like this. Uh, just maybe your assessment. It's really an opportunity to see your team in a game-like environment. And uniquely enough, boy, this turned into a game-like environment. Two competitive squads that all of a sudden started laying it on the line late in the ballgame. Yeah, I mean, it was a really exciting spring game. I don't know if this is what we wanted. I mean, it, it was a lot. <laughs> uh, but it, it was fun. It was exciting. And we learned a lot about our team. And, uh, you know, we went into uh, halftime of this 2023 version down. And, uh, you know, we had a few sad faces. And uh, we just refocused in there and, and uh, just came out and laid it on the line. Didn't worry about anything. Just played. And we, and we you know, we can refer back to that. Coming up this season, we're going to have situations like this. And I think the guys, uh, this was good for our guys to know, you know, we can battle back and, and, and win ball games if we, when we got to. Especially against a club like that. Does it matter a little more? I, I know, and I asked you in the pregame show, the broadcast, how did this come about? They probably not the atypical team. You just say, hey, let's go play for a spring game. But, you know, at the end of the day, hey, you got to find out. I mean, that's an elite playmaker as the trigger man and Trayton James uh, for them. So does it mean a little more like, hey, I got to watch my club kind of battle back against what I think is going to be one of the top teams in 4A? Yeah, that, they're a team that's uh, a seasoned team and with tradition, with experience. They've been deep in the playoffs the past three or four years. And, you know, they – they were able to win their way to a South State Championship last year, so they know how to play football. Uh, you know, they got the tradition there at their school. They they know how to play football. They play good football, and, and so do we. And uh, we went out at spring, and it, uh, it was a good game. Jay, you've made some coaching moves due to a departure of Jacob Acock. Chris DeWeese, now your defensive coordinator. That's a familiar face to you. He's your second most longest tenured staff member, I believe, behind Adam Johnson, who's been here across several coaching changes as head coaches. What did you assess in, in the offseason of why Chris DeWeese makes that move and go ahead and name him as your defensive coordinator? Yeah, me, Adam, and Chris, uh, you know, we, we've been here since 2014. Yeah. My first year, been together that whole time. Uh, Coach DeWeese, someone I trust. With, with, with everything, you know, I, I, I just felt like I wanted to keep the same system of defense we've had. I didn't want the kids, big change for the kids. Uh, Coach Luis is doing a great job at offensive coordinator, but uh, just felt like we could make that move and, and you know, not without any uh, much change, we could just hit the ground running, so to say. And then you were blessed. I think one of the great football minds in all of South Mississippi, a guy who's worked on your staff before, and yeah. Jacob Owen, the former head coach of the Prover Central Bulldogs, he becomes available as a, as a coach. And now here he is back underneath you and as the offensive coordinator and just a guy who just knows what this means in Poplarville, Mississippi, to be a Hornet and what it means inside this Hornet's nest. What has it meant to have him back as your OC? I mean, it was a home run hire for us. Uh, you know, you get somebody his caliber and you get a chance to bring him back. Uh, you know, he, he's the type of guy we need that we're kind of missing. 
these last few years it was his uh, tenacity and attitude and uh, the way he pushes the kids and uh, just very happy to have him back. He said on the post-game show this is a team that'll approach ball games with a chip and a boulder on their shoulder is how Jacob Owen. When you have that kind of mentality as a group, how do you think and how do you expect this team to work as you head now towards your summer program? Well, we, we should have a lot to look forward to. We should have a, a desire to get better and get bigger, faster, and stronger this summer. Uh, we know we're not where we want to be yet. We know we got potential. And, uh, you know, we, I, I'm looking forward to, to see what this season holds for us. All right. Jay Beach, the head coach of the Popperville Hornets, joining us on the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Jay, it'll be August before we know it. We thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jason. That's the head coach of the Popperville Hornets, Jay Beach, joining us tonight on the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. We'll be back with much more. Making decisions on when and where to further your education is a big step in life. So let Pearl River Community College be the destination for you. Pearl River offers the first two years of any major and over 42 career and technical programs. They have three locations to better serve your educational needs. The Hancock Center at 454 Highway 90 Suite D in Waveland. The Forest County Center at 5448 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg and the main campus located at 101 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Pearl River Community College. Roll, River, roll. We're now honored to be joined by the head coach of the defending national champs, Pearl River Community College coach, Coach Michael Avaline. Avi, thanks for taking time for us. Yeah, man, as always, um, excited to be here and, and appreciate what y'all do. We're looking forward to talking a little baseball and sports with you. Coach, let's talk about this 2022-23 uh, version of the Wildcats sitting at a beautiful 43-11 and 11 record, ranked third in the country, Coach, but more importantly, preparing for this Region 23 tournament. How have you liked your team so far through, I mean, a bunch of games? We've got a huge sample size with 54 games. Kind of your thoughts on your team's performance up to this point. Well, one of the things that you just mentioned is, is um, different, and you said a, a huge sample size or whatever, you know, however you coined it, um, with, with the number of games that we played. This is the most regular season games we played. Um, you know, I've been coaching in the conference now for, I think, 17 years, and we've never been allowed this many games in the regular season. So that's, that's been different itself. And then to have the success that this group has had during that time, uh, really from start to finish, is, is pretty special. Um, I go back to this summer when I was asked about our sophomore showcase, how many, how many guys we would have there. And originally just, just thinking off from last year, winning a national championship and, and knowing we lost several key parts and, and thinking we lost a whole lot, which we did. I thought, well, we won't have many sophomores, but we ended up with, you know, 20 sophomores this year. And that, uh, um, that, that experience during this run, uh, this year has been invaluable. Uh, we've got some really, really special players that are uh, here with us this year. Um, and I think that's why you've seen the success that we've had is, you know, we lost Tate Parker and Matt Mercer and J.G. Bell and Taylor Woodcock, our four starters on the mound last year. But uh, I guess one of the things that made us so special last year was our depth. We had guys behind them. Uh, and those guys got that experience last year, and they just kind of carried it over, you know, to this year. Coach, you mentioned the mound. Let's go there. A team ERA of under three, 2.7. Let's talk about your staff and what what you've gotten out of them. I look at uh, a high-inning guy like Cooper 
Cooksey, I have to bring up Cooksey. I worked with his dad, so he'd elbow me if I if I didn't. But let's start start there and just kind of work your way down on on some of these. You mentioned all of the baseball that y'all played to this point, so somebody's got to eat those innings and with a less than three ERA in in this league, pretty remarkable. Yeah, no no question. This is um, as far as talent wise on the pitching staff and, and depth. There's there's no question. This is the the best group I've been a part of and that I've seen. Uh, and and that was pretty evident early on in the season. We knew uh, our strength or you know our greatest strength was going to be on the mound. Um, <clears throat> just like last year where we had four um, sophomore starters. You had Dakota Lee, you had Sam Hill, you had Turner Swistak, and there's one I'm, I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Um, but, um, uh, you know, this year we have four guys, uh, you know, that are sophomores at the, at the top uh, with uh, Will Paso, who, who pitched a lot last year. Uh, Cooper Pooksey, as you mentioned, has been outstanding for us this year. He was a guy that redshirted last year and probably could have pitched some last year, but we knew for his future, it was best that he just used that year to get completely healthy. And boy, did he! And, and, and you're seeing what he's done this year on the mound, which has been really special. I think he's he's at like a 1.3 yeah. or something ERA yeah. on the year, which is which is unbelievable. So um, crazy. And then Luke Bynum, um, you know, Oak Forest. Uh, I mean, uh, um, Oak Grove kid is is uh, you know really really special for us this year. Transfer from uh, Snead. Uh, I saw it for us because uh, I, I was looking at something earlier about them uh, in the playoffs uh, over at Columbia, I think. So that's where that came from. But uh, Luke's been really, really good for us. Um, he's been a big-time strike thrower. Um, and then Cortez Dennis, another transfer for us that is a sophomore. And, um, you know, he was a big basketball, baseball player out of high school. And uh, he finally decided to kind of stick with baseball. And, man, that has, uh, you know, been a really good decision because um, – He's thrown a lot of strikes. He's got really good stuff. He's six five, and 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 that's the common theme, you know, with these guys is they're big strike throwers, and they've got really good stuff. And when you do that on the mound, you're going to be pretty special. Um, and that's what we hope, you know, moving down the stretch here in the regional. Um, you know, that's what that's that's usually when your pitching death pays off the most, and that's that's been the message this week is hey, we've got to, um, you know, we're going to rely on our strengths and and, and our experienced guys on the mound to. Uh, give us good starts and, you know, get our feet under us, and I think we'll be in really good shape. Yeah, when I look at the walks, Coach, y'all have walked, if I'm looking at the column right, about half the many guys as your opponents have. So you you, you speak to that. If you can keep those free passes off because you know as a former pitcher, they normally uh, come in and score. And speaking of scoring, Coach, I mean, this on-base percentage – that your team puts up, it goes goes well with a three seventeen uh, batting average, but must have pretty good plate discipline too with this high on base percentage. Let's talk about the approach at the plate and some of your guys in the lineup getting it done. Yeah, it's it's been uh, a difficult year for our hitters, and, and I'll explain that why we have been pitched extremely tough and. Uh, you know, at times I felt like, you know, that young, we see more breaking balls than the Yankees do, which is, <laughs> which is probably not true. But, <laughs> but in the game, in the moment, uh, it, it, it sure feels like we see more off speed pitches. I know, uh, there was one series where we saw less than 40% fastballs. And, um, that is just, uh, uh, an unbelievable number to, to expect college hitters to go up there and be, uh, highly productive. And, and these guys have, have, have done it. Um, you know, day in and day out, and and we've been led by our core group of of returners. And again, as I mentioned earlier, that's what's been special about this year is that we had so many 
returning guys that had experience, that had been in the fire before, that had been under the pressure. Um, and so they've um, uh, done it. The first guy I want to mention who's kind of been um, maybe our unsung hero throughout you know, throughout the year offensively was is Tristan Hickman from, from Stone. Um, you know, a young man that uh, has all the intangibles, checks all the boxes. Uh, you know, as a coach, you want to see him do well because he's one of the first guys here, hardest worker, leader, um, you know, good grades, uh, does everything correct, and just didn't have success, um, <clears throat> you know, his first year. And really early on this year, we kind of expected him to be our DH every day. And uh, early on in the in the season, he, he, he actually lost that job. And uh, that was disappointing for him, I know, but also for us because we needed him. And, man, he has absolutely, once conference started, uh, I heard Coach Lott, our hitting coach, say it, man, it took, it, it, like it took one barrel for him to get that confidence. And he barreled the ball up, and he hadn't looked back yet. And uh, he's, he's hitting, you know, hit over 400 in conference, I think, with seven or eight home runs and, you know, and seven or eight doubles, but just big at bats for us. Um, Gabe brought us uh, – our shortstop, uh, kind of like last year, we we lost John Griffin Bell, our shortstop last year, to a, a hand injury, and and um, you know same things happened here with um, with uh, Gabe, and and he's been out, and I'm not sure we'll get him back, but he was having an incredible year at the top of our lineup for us, and that's another thing that also speaks to these guys and their experiences. When you lose a guy like Gabe, who's your everyday shortstop and your leadoff hitter. Um, and you still battle and you still find ways to win and, and continue to have an unbelievable season. That just tells you their character and who they are and their toughness. Um, but guys like Alex Perry, uh, Preston Soper, Logan Walters, uh, those guys have just uh, uh, had unbelievable years. Uh, Logan from Petal uh, is such a special story. He was a young man that came in and decided to redshirt his first year just because he knew there were some guys in front of him. You know, hey, I'm not, I'm not really – ready to step in there and, and um, help in the way that I think I can. I could probably help us, and he could play some as a true freshman, but he knew, hey, I can use this year to uh, get stronger, to, you know, to get better. Um, and, boy, did he. He came in last year, I think, the second team all-conference. And, um, you know, this year I think he's in the, you know, running for first team, which is not out yet, but he definitely put up the numbers with double-digit home runs and almost 20, 20 doubles, which is which is unbelievable. So, uh, having Alex Perry and, and Logan Walters and also Ian Mott, uh, who I didn't mention, was another returner from last year, who, like last year, hit double-digit home runs. So um, that's what's been so special about this group is just the experience. Um, and you add that with, with how talented they are and how hard they work and how good of people they are. Uh, I think that's why you've seen the success that we've had. Coach, in years past, you've had um, multiple guys, but it, certainly at least one that have put up like gaudy home run numbers. When I look at your numbers, you're getting those home runs from four or five different spots in your order of my mass right here. You've got four guys, maybe five with at least seven home runs or, or more. So the, the power uh, spread kind of equally from the top to the bottom of the lineup, that's got to help. Yeah, and that's what you want, and that's that's kind of been our, our vision for our offenses. Uh, we don't want to, re, you know, rely on one guy. Um, you know, we want our one through nine to be extremely tough. But we don't want any breaks in our lineup, uh, and that's easy to say that, but it's also, you know, it's, it's it's much tougher to go out and you know make that happen. But but no question, um, you know, when you when you when you pitch against our lineup at, at any given moment, um, you know, guys can. Um, you know, leave the yard and, 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 and hurt you or hit a double. I think, I think we're first in the conference in, 
in in doubles and and home runs, which is which is pretty special. And then also, I think um, something that's even more unique, uh, you take it a step further, is the fact that we're first in stolen bases. Um, so um, when you're running the ball out of the yard, when you're hitting doubles, uh, and you're also running the bases like we are and putting pressure on people, um, that's that's something that. Uh, um, you know, it was very special, uh, very reminiscent of last year, and 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 that offense, how they could, they could hurt you. Um, you know, they could they could hit the long ball on you quick and score in a bunch. Uh, but also, if we need to steal a base late in the game, um, you know, that's something that um, you know we're really good at. But I think you know another thing that is is so you know sometimes so forgotten in the game of baseball, um, and, and taken for granted at times, is just the ability to play defense. And we have been, you know, I mentioned losing Gay brought us our starting shortstop, um, but I think we're fielding that, that close to a 970 clip, you know, 965, 967, somewhere in there, right, you know, this year. And, um, you know, Blaze Burwood, our second baseman, has been absolutely wiped out, um, you know, defensively for us. Alex Perry's made the transition from third base to, to a shortstop, and we haven't missed a beat there, uh, which we knew Alex is a very talented guy. He's going to play at Tennessee, and, and he may end up playing shortstop every day for, uh, you know, Tennessee or, or, or going to professional baseball as a shortstop because he's that type of player. But for us, it was, it was, it seemed like having him at third base, uh, and, and Gabe at short was the best thing. So being able to slide him short has been an easy transition. And then Jonah Capsabullis has been a guy that, that stepped up as a freshman, uh, and been really, really good for us defensively. So when you, when you can hit with some power and you can, you can run the bases and put pressure on people when you, and you can defend and you can pitch well. I guess, I guess that's why we've had the success that we've had. And, um, you know, so we're, you know, very thankful for how talented they are and how they bought into what we, uh, you know, want to try to do as an offense and a pitching staff. Coach, you bring up the pitching staff and defense. Um, I, I like to see these numbers in these columns on on what you're doing well and then what you're not allowing the opponent to do right. And so you brought up the stolen bases. I see 130 on the year, which is a, a great number. You're getting those stolen bases up and down the lineup. But then you're limiting the opponent's run game. I guess you're not letting a whole lot of guys get on first base, which is a good start uh, to the run right. game. But kind of talk about uh, y'all's philosophies there and and holding your opponent, not giving away some free bags with stolen bases. Right. You know, it, it, it's something Coach Pennington and, and, and the staff has done a really good job on. I think the biggest kicker there is having athletic pitchers. Um, you know, there's the old saying, pitchers aren't athletes, which is, which is not true. I don't believe that I was a pitcher myself. I wasn't. Uh, but but I, I guess I probably didn't help the pitching staff much because I'm not a very good athlete. But anyway, um, you know, we, we, we do like very athletic uh, pitchers uh, that that um, that that understand the game. Uh, they understand mixing looks, missing your time, and having uh, quick, good pick moves. When to use them? When there's a runner there? And so that takes a lot of time. That, you know, especially um, at the junior college level. When you look at the four-year level, those guys have you know the majority of your guys are juniors and seniors that are you know logging most of your innings. So they've been around the game. They've understood it. They also have a uh, you know a catcher back there that's. Uh, uh, you know, super talented at the four-year level. And our two catchers, um, Hunter Sudi and, and, and Parker Ryan, have been really, really good for us. Um, but our pitchers are the ones that just have to understand, hey, I've got to not only make this pitch, but I've got to control the running game before I've got to limit, um, you know, uh, you know them getting the extra base. Um, with that said, and, you know, I'd be remiss not to mention, though, uh, our offense actually helps our defense. And I heard mm. your coach Fletcher talk about that in basketball, where 
well, your defense helps, you know, create your offense. Sure. When in, in baseball, it, it's, it's <laughs> opposite a lot of time. Our offense, uh, you know, if you're up three or four runs and you're scoring, then it's, you know, it's harder for those guys to try to steal a base. And so that's one thing we tell our hitters throughout the game. Hey, you know, ex- ex- expand, you know, uh, in, you know, increase the lead. Uh, it makes it easier to play. It makes it easier to throw strikes. We don't have to worry about, you know, the bunning game. We don't have to worry about those things. So, uh, I think it's all, uh, kind of a package deal there, but it starts on the mound. I'll always tell everybody in the game of baseball, if you're good on the mound, you got a chance to be good. You know, if yeah, you're absolutely. good at, uh, on, on the mound and offensively, you got a chance to be really good. If you're good on the mound offensively and defensively, you, you know, you've got a chance to be great. And so, uh, that's our goal. We want to be good at all three phases of the game. Coach, take us inside the look at the prep and then, uh, the May 15th through 19th tournament over at LSU. Uh, Eunice, the Region 23. We talk about this a lot when we have you on, which is really a, a privilege when you look at it, some of these uh, layoffs in between. But, like, we had a Little League game earlier this week, Coach, and it got canceled. And so I'm stressed the way our guys potentially are going to play <laughs> with with a four- or five-day break. Right. So kind of tell us uh, what that looks like from your perspective this is a, a pretty good little layoff that y'all will have before the Region 23 gets underway. Uh, absolutely. Before I do that, Lake Moore was the other starter. And I mean, I've been racking my brain sitting here like, who's my Well, we're going to get to them because it was like we had a PRCC uh, <laughs> invitational yeah. up at Hattiesburg this past weekend. So I wanted your thoughts on we'll go there, Coach, and then we'll come okay. back to the prep. Right. How neat um, was that to be able to see um, – him be able to come uh, come back and compete. Of course, bail out at shortstop, Parker on the other side for um, Southern yep. Miss. You and, so, I mean, that was a pretty neat collection of former Wildcats in that affair last weekend, huh? Yeah. Man, that is something that is just so special from this seat is to see those guys, you know, go at, uh, you know, arguably one of the highest levels in college baseball, um, you know, and play the game of baseball and, 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 and be impact guys. Um the biggest thing that we want for our players here is, is yes, we want them to go on to four-year schools. Most importantly, and, and it's not just saying this, we do want them to go get their degree. We want them to be uh, successful in life, and we know that hey, the degree is the best. You know, the best way for that is to set yourself up. You know, for your career and for your family. Um, but 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 fortunately, here our guys get the opportunity to go out and 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 play at the four-year level. Um, but my big thing is I want them to go to the best fit. I don't care where they go. Uh, but I want them to go what, what what fits them the best, where they're most wanted, where they're most needed, uh, and they're going to have a chance to to uh, make an impact. And when you look at that game, you know, Southern Miss and South Alba, you know, that we had, how special is that, um, you know, for a coach, but for our program, for our community, for this college, um, you know, to have those guys, um, you know, really honestly, and we can say it because of ESPN and all the stuff that they do, I know you're involved with that. You know, on a national stage, how many times on ESPN have you heard Paul River Community College when Bryson Ware at Auburn's playing and mm. uh, Landon Gartman at Mississippi State is up there, uh, you know, pitching on the weekends? Um, it, it's just so special to sit back. I'm so thankful for ESPN just that I can sit here and we are all, I can turn on a game. And, uh, man, I, that's one of the most fun, rewarding moments of sitting there. Um, watching those guys play the game of baseball. It's one of the most nerve-wracking moments. I'm way <laughs> more nervous watching them on TV than even sitting in the dugout with them because uh, you hate when they fail, but mm. you know in the game of baseball they're going to do that. 
Uh, but as a coach, it just eats at you, and you're like, man, so I'll shoot them a text after the game, you know, say, hey, head up, you know, keep keep going as part of it. And then when they have those 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 good outings uh, or those good ABs, or, and, and it's just, man, it's so special. And I'll also text them then and say, hey, man, how proud we are of you. Uh, but it's good for our guys to see that uh, at this level and see those guys go off and, um, you know, again, make make an impact, which is so special. Absolutely, man. It was cool Friday evening to be able to take in a lot of that broadcast. A, a mutual uh, good friend of ours, Jason Baker, on the call for Southern Miss. And uh, between him and Cliff Russell, man, there were bits and pieces of that thing that uh, turned into a PRCC commercial. So I, I was pretty yeah. proud of that, and rightfully so. They really weren't uh, doing the college any favors. It just was a, a strong storyline of the weekend. So really cool stuff and then you mentioned what Ware's doing over at all I mean he's putting up monster numbers coach it's incredible to see yeah and he was one of those guys that um you know we when we when we got him out of high school um you know the biggest you know I guess the biggest thing that I wish I could go back and change was COVID because we only got to coach him like 24 games <laughs> but uh we knew in those 24 games that he was special 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 and uh, if you watch his journey and, and just, um, you know, so many athletes, so many people can learn from Bryson Ware and his journey, um, you know, uh, over the last couple of years uh, coming out of high school, not not highly recruited. <clears throat> you know, we were one of the only schools that offered him and we knew, <clears throat> you know, that he had a chance to be special just athletically, but hadn't put it all together in high school, started through the senior year, um, then comes here and blows up then COVID hits. And, you know, so many people that, you know, can say that statement, well, didn't COVID hit? Well, for, for Bryson, that was, uh, you know, that was a game changer for him because he, you know, he, you know, he had scouts in here talking, you know, potential first round, top three rounds. And then he goes to Auburn and he struggles, um, you know, a little bit at that level with the breaking ball and, and, and then struggled more. Um, and now to see him um, do what he does, I, I saw Coach Butch Thompson, this, this, um, this, uh, Christmas over at, in, in January at the Nashville uh, Coaches Convention, and we talked for a minute. He said, "Man, that kid is unbelievable. Uh, he is what you, you know, if, if you write a description of a of a baseball player at, at Auburn or a baseball player at Pearl River, you would you would describe Bryson Ware what you want because uh, he's one of the hardest workers, tough, um, you know, all American kid, uh, great family, <clears throat> super talented." Um, and then also, but, but probably more unique and, and more special that he has struggled and through those struggles, it's made him better. He never, he never gave up on himself. Uh, and now look at what he's doing, man. How, how special is that? Yeah. And I think that's the really cool mix, right? Coach with what you get to do, what your staff gets to do and y'all are recruiting now. I mean, you're defending national champs. You're, you're, you're recruiting some of the pick of the litter, um, Kids, you you probably wouldn't say that, but I can from where I sit. But then you get a get a kid. You mentioned um, the Hickman kid, local to Pearl River Community College, right there from Stone. You get a kid can't get any more local, right than than Blaze uh, Breerwood. Some kids that have had, uh, you know, the term is now to get it out of the mud and just really grind and get there. So you mix some of these just ultra God given talent and then some of these kids and it's a, a beautiful makeup of a team isn't it no doubt and that's that's so special um you know, so important um is, is is having the right people um and you know um you know i i love coaching guys that have a little something to prove um that's just who i am that's who i've always been i want to be blue collar i want to 
be uh, very humbled in the way I go about my business. I'm very thankful for uh, the successes that we've had, uh, yet I'm still hungry for more. And that's something just in itself, when you look at this season with this group, one of the biggest things that we've had to handle is the expectation, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, now, you know, the difference between us and, and maybe Ole Miss and Mississippi State after their national championship runs is the fact that we were, you know, we do have 20 sophomores. And, and so the, the experience that we have has been very, very vital for us. But I've watched these guys, um, you know, struggle with, with the expectation. I've watched them, you know, I've watched us lose a couple of games and some people say, well, what, you know, what's wrong with pro river baseball? And I'm like, we knew what's wrong with this. And I've had to help those guys through sure. that time. But you mentioned somebody like Blaze Brewwood and Tristan Hickman. Those are two guys that, um, you know, they, they have control of this locker room. You know, mm-hmm. they are in charge. And, and I tell them that and I help and I, and, and, you know, we met as captains, you know, I meet with the captains maybe once every two weeks or so and just check in on them. But, um, you know, uh, they, uh, you know, they have all the power, um, you know, as far as that locker room. I always tell people bad teams have no leadership. Good teams are led by the coaches and, you know, great teams are led by the players and, and guys like Logan Walters, Blaze Greerwood, Landon Payne, uh, Tristan Hickman, um, you know, those, those guys are so special, um, you know, in what they do for our team and, and, and leading them and handling the expectation, um, you know, being the guy that had calls a team meeting. Um, you know, and uh, make sure that everybody's on the same page and we're pulling in the same direction. Uh, and that's, that's, that's special to be a part of it. When you mentioned those two guys in Hickman and Brearwood, uh, no question, those are, those are two of the better leaders that I've ever uh, been a part, uh, you know, being around as far as, uh, you know, their teammates look at them uh, and they believe in them and they, they, they trust them. And that's so special too. Coach, we promised the listeners we'd get back to the tournament. What's the mindset and and, and managing uh, the stretch, the gauntlet, I'll say, because this is, this is tough to walk through any Region 23 tournament, especially in a spot that y'all are going to have to go play it. So kind of give our, our listeners a, a peek inside what the prep is like and, and what hopefully a, a long, full week of baseball will be like uh, next week for the Wildcats. Absolutely. You, you know, the prep is the most difficult part. Um, you know, and, and, you know, last year was maybe even more difficult when you, when you win the conference, you know, you're off for almost, almost, you know, two and a half, three weeks, which is, which is, which is unheard of in a game of baseball. And, but even now we're off, I think nine days, I think it is that, you know, it'll be since we played our last game. Now the, now the good thing is, is that everybody's in the same boat. Um, and that's, that's what makes it, um, you know, fair across the board is that we're all, all, all the teams, even Eunice, uh, finished their last game this past weekend. And so we're all in that prep, uh, part of our season to where we're just getting ready for that regional. Uh, as a coach, me personally, uh, this is, this is the goal every year is to make the regional. And I say that because I know how tough that is in our league. And, and that's, that's, uh, you know, a lot of credit to our, our coaches in this league, our, our, you know, other players, teams. It is so difficult. Uh, but I know that what comes down in these regionals is um, you, you just not necessarily always is the best team going to win this regional. It is who plays the best, who performs, uh, in, you know, in the you know in this moment, um, and that's that's going to be our goal. You, you mentioned it, the gauntlet. <laughs> this year, you've got number one units. I think we're ranked uh, number three in the country. Uh, Meridian's right behind us at number four. 
East Central is number eight, Illawamba is number 15, and then Northeast has received votes nationally. So literally all six teams in our regional are, um, you know, receiving votes or, you know, five of the six are ranked and, and, and the others receiving votes nationally. That just tells you um, any any one of these teams can go out into Enid and, and, and compete at that level. Uh, there's There's no question. That's just how talented it is. So that's why I say for me, as a coach, personally, if we get to that regional, uh, we're going to prepare ourselves. You know, we went off campus yesterday and inter-squatted um, in, in, in preparation. That's the tough part of the inter-squad during this time because we've been practicing since August. And I tell uh, other coaches, I, you know, I mess with Coach Oni all the time in basketball. Man, you, you got it 67 degrees in an air-conditioned building. <laughs> Uh, you got a you got a mop before once or twice a day maybe, and uh, you know it's not going to rain. You don't deal with that, right. uh, and you and, and and you practice from August to February. Only kidding with him. Uh, obviously, uh, he's got to get his guys ready to play in two months, which is which which I couldn't. I don't think that I could do because I've never had to do that. But we have from August, uh, and we're still practicing. It's May 11th, and we obviously want to you know practice for another couple weeks. Uh, but such a long season. Uh, and again, credit to these guys that uh, yesterday it was hot and they were out there and we were in the middle of the day because we play at 12 o'clock. So we wanted to, to play in the middle of the day um, and, and deal with that heat. Uh, and so we just try to keep it uh, pretty much the same, um, you know, as far as our preparation from week to week. Uh, we do have to add the inner squads back in just to make sure that they're seeing live pitching. Uh, and our, our pitchers are also facing hitters because it's, it, if we didn't do that, then they would go, you know, nine days without that, and that's that that probably wouldn't be beneficial. But, um, you know, the big thing now, and 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 something I've had to teach myself is, you know, the haze in the barn at this at, hmm. at this point. Uh, I'm going to trust these guys and and trust our leaders. I'm going to coach my best and and push them. But um, I want to enjoy this, and and that's something I've learned uh, being a little older as a coach is when you get to this point, man, enjoy these moments. They're special. Enjoy these kids. I uh, just just talking about it right now gets me emotional because mm. I know how special this group is. But uh, um, you know we're going to enjoy the regional. We're going to go out there and give it our best shot. Uh, I like our chances. I like our group. I love our group. Um, but it, but it all comes down to who plays the best. There's a lot of really good teams. We're going to go out there and uh, you know see see if we can get it done. Coach, as always, man. Like I said, on the air and off. I appreciate. Uh, your time will certainly be pulling uh, for the Wildcats. You always make uh, make me proud as a as a Wildcat. So uh, keep it up, Coach, and good luck next week. Awesome, man. Again, thank you for what you do. Appreciate um, just just the spotlight you put on us when you do, and it, it's so special. And, and uh, if we can ever help, let us know. Thank you so much. Thank you, Coach Avin.